I'm excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Naturally, a podcast about how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm Dr. Samya Shridhar. You can find us on all major podcast hosts, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're alive. So, how have you been? It's been two whole weeks. I missed you all. And a lot of exciting things happening, despite the COVID. And I hope you're all keeping a positive mindset and focusing on the things that matter and serve you. And not focusing on the things that don't serve you. Um, Because the first duty that you have is to keep yourself happy. And that is your first duty before you actually go help anyone. So I hope you remember that. Let's go to today's topic. We want to discuss about hormones because this is something that has been on my mind for a while now because of the kinds of patients that I've been seeing and um, it's been really been bothering me as to how much we don't know about and the choices we make. And obviously, we don't make the choices that we make knowing all the things. We make those choices because somebody tells us that that is the only choice we have or we don't know any better. And that is the reason why we do it. And obviously, I want to educate you. And it is, uh, as you know me, I have always taken the time to educate uh, my patients as well as the viewers. So you could make better choices for yourself and your family. So there are many hormones produced by the body, not just the endocrine glands. You know, a lot of us hear about the thyroid hormone or the progesterone, estrogen, testosterone. But uh, most of us, Will not, would not have heard about other kinds of hormones. So there are many, many hormones in our body. Even our stomach produces hormones. There is a gland called as a thymus that makes a hormone as well. And there are so many other hormones. So I just wanted to give you an overview of the hormones first before I delve into the topic of today, which is specifically female hormones. For starters, let's talk about the hormones produced by the endocrine glands. So from the top of the body to the bottom of the body, the hypothalamus is a gland that's in your brain. It's near the pituitary. And that produces some hormones that even send messages to the pituitary and controls it to some extent. Its main job is to maintain homeostasis. Homeostasis means a balance in our body. And even blood pressure maintenance is done by hypothalamus. You know, everybody thinks about blood pressure and they immediately think of their heart. But uh, hypothalamus plays a role in that as well. Um, pituitary is the one most of us have heard of. It controls pretty much all of the endocrine glands, including the thyroid, adrenals, ovaries, uterus, testes, pancreas, all of those. On the back of the brain, there is a gland called the pineal gland. And this is a gland that produces melatonin that helps us feel sleepy and even uh, get a good night's sleep, um, stay, sleep um, stay asleep through the night. I've talked about the importance of this gland and ways to keep it working well in our previous Facebook Live regarding sleep. So you can go to our video section of the Facebook page and watch that video if you want to learn more about that gland. In the throat right here is a thyroid gland, and this is responsible for the production of T3 and T4. These hormones go to every cell in the body, and they help us in our energy, metabolism, reproductive function, and more. Thymus, which is close to the heart, is responsible for controlling the production of T-cells, which plays a vital role in our immune system to fight diseases. 
and we think of our immune system as only in our gut or in our blood, just the WBCs and all that. But many of the um, immune system functions are actually located in different parts of the body, and thymus is one of them, which is a big immune system. It can be an immune system supporter or weakening one as well. The pancreas is near the stomach and it aids in glucose metabolism, and I think this is one of those things that everybody knows about as well. But I don't know whether you know much about the adrenals. Adrenals are responsible for stress management, but did you also know that it's also responsible for the production of testosterone in females and estrogen in males? So, you know, males and females both have both the hormones. You know, they both have estrogen and testosterone, but just in different amounts. Uh, women have more estrogen and progesterone and less testosterone. And men have more testosterone and less estrogen. So that is the difference, but we both have both of those hormones or, you know, um, the estrogen and the testosterone. But it's produced by the adrenals. So it's a quite an interesting thing because a lot of people think adrenals as just for the stress management, production of cortisol. But that's not the only thing it does. It also does this. And another thing that you want to know about the adrenals is it also feeds back into the thyroid gland. So most people who have thyroid diseases are also people who have a lot of stress or they are not alleviating their stress because in our life, situations are not something that are in our control, but our body is in our control. And we'll talk about this more in the future Facebook Live. So, and I obviously have talked so much about stress management and what are the things that we need to do and how we should not be anxious or be change our mindset depending on our situation, but really be focusing on how to keep our mindset. And this is one of those organs that truly gets affected by our reactions to the situation. It's not stress itself, but how we react to it. And so when adrenals don't function well, the thyroid gland does not function well at all. So ovaries and uterus are responsible for the production of estrogen, progesterone, and uh, even uh, testosterone uh, to some extent and testes for the production of testosterone. So today I'm going to talk about female hormones, and uh, we will discuss definitely the thyroid, the adrenals, and the male hormones in the future Facebook Live. But today I'm going to focus on the female hormones because it's a large, huge, uh, you know, piece of uh, information right there, and I don't think we'll be able to cover each of the endocrine glands in this one Facebook Live. So female hormones are produced by the uterus and the ovaries, and they vary from day to day, throughout the cycle. So usually these hormones are produced at puberty, more. And once they are produced, the woman is, you know, uh, attained puberty and they start having their period. And once they have their period, throughout their cycle, a cycle should be 28 days. And for some, it would be 28 to 32 days, uh, which is quite common and nothing abnormal about it. And during this 28 to 32 day cycle, the estrogen as well as testosterone as well as progesterone will vary every day. They are not going to be exactly the same because there are different functions they perform and depending on which function they have to perform, whether they are maturing the follicle or whether it's actually the egg is going in attaching itself or if there's fertilization taking place or if there's no fertilization taking place and if the menstrual cycle has to start. So different cycle, a different part of the cycle requires the hormone to be at a different level. This is one of the biggest reasons why birth control, hormone replacements, 
and so on and so forth, uh, especially for the reason to manage hormones, it's not really a good idea. So I actually saw this patient and um, I mean, my heart went out to her. She started on birth control when she was um, 11 because she had uh, irregular periods. And this is a very common story as well. And I want you to know this. And this is the reason why I'm bringing this topic today. Uh, a lot of young girls start on birth control because either they have irregular periods or they have pain during periods or they have acne or they have maybe heavy periods. So for all of this to happen, usually the problem is that the it's not just the hormones alone. There are many other factors that are playing into it, like diet, like the you know function of the liver how the function of the liver is, and so on and so forth. And none of those are looked at, and we just start managing the hormones by giving birth control. So one of the things that you have to know is any of these hormone replacements, they're going to keep the hormones the exact same every day throughout the cycle, except for the seven days before the period. And so during this time, what it does is the taking of birth control or hormone replacement, they affect our liver. And... Uh, Estrogen metabolism happens majorly in the liver. So if the liver is not functioning well, obviously you don't really have proper estrogen metabolism. And if you don't have proper estrogen metabolism, then your body is going to cause all kinds of different problems, including acne, um, mood swings, irritability, bloating, cramping, excessive bleeding or light bleeding, irregular periods, uh, facial hair growth, and so on and so forth, uh, even low energy and so more. So obviously because of all of these reasons, it's very important for us to know that we have to understand why our hormones are out of balance and fix them. So going back to the patient, so she started on birth control because she had irregular periods at the age of 11. And she was kept on birth control until she was 17. And she had regular periods and she thought, well, that's great. And she also uh, started developing acne at 11. So they said, wow, you know, this is actually two mangoes out of one stone. Or, you know, that's the Indian proverb, but, you know, it's two birds <laughs> with a stone, with one stone. So uh, that's what they said. And so they started her on birth control. And everything seemed to be okay. And she turned 17 and many of her friends were using a form of birth control that you insert into the uterus. And I don't want to give the name so that she won't have a cycle. And this is quite common as well, that a lot of young girls pick that option because they think that having a period is such a nuisance or it's painful. Oh, I don't want to deal with this. So I would rather not have a period. And when you have the option, why not? So she didn't have a period from the age of 17 all the way until she was 27. And then she got married. And so she stopped or she took out that um, IUD. And when she took it out, her period came back. The only problem here was the period came back and it didn't stop. So she kept having a period. She kept having a period for many, 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 many months. And this is literally not one of my patients. This has happened so many times that... And that's the reason why I'm actually telling you the story, because this is not just one case. You might think that, oh, this is just an anomaly. It's not an anomaly. It happens so much more than you think. So she kept having bleeding for long periods of time. And then they had to run exploratory surgery to find out that she had endometriosis. And to this date, she still 
has repeated every single day. So the reason why I'm bringing the story to you is you have to understand that, and young kids don't, they don't understand the consequence of what we do at this moment. They just think about, well, I don't want to have a period. It's so convenient. I'm just going to get this. But it's, it's our responsibility as parents to educate our children on what hormones can do and what hormones will do if they are messed up and how much they mess up their liver and so on and so forth. And so we are actually treating this patient now and I'm 100% sure she'll be fine soon. But why suffer all of this when you can just go to maybe a naturopath or a homeopath, somebody who actually understands the whole body and get it treated for irregular periods in the first time when it starts or for acne the first time it starts or even if it's heavy bleeding or cramping, get it figured out at that time so you don't have to go on birth control. What you truly want is you want to balance your own hormones, even if it is menopause. And a lot of women go on hormone replacement therapy at menopause because it seems like that's a logical solution. If I don't make enough hormones, because in menopause, women usually start producing less estrogen. And the body has to adjust to less estrogen. And during the time in which it is trying to adjust, most women have hot flashes, night sweats, insomnia, and... Uh, vaginal dryness, lack of energy, and so on and so forth. And because women have those kinds of uh, inconveniences, women think that, well, you know, hormone replacement is what my doctor says. I'm going to get it, and I'm just going to stay on it. But your body is meant to not have that much amount of hormones after menopause. You're only supposed to have minimal hormones. What we need to do is we need to help your body adjust to the less amount of hormones so that you don't suffer from menopausal symptoms. Again, here as well, liver plays a huge role. And uh, if you are someone who drinks alcohol, eats a lot of sugar, those are the things that you need to cut down if you want to get rid of some of your menopausal symptoms because these are all things that affect your liver. And when you get rid of them, a lot of the times the menopausal symptoms go away. And if that's not sufficient, you can always go to a natural path, you know, uh, come to us, and we'd be able to help you balance out your own hormones so you don't need to take more hormones to fix that. And because your body does not need more hormones, when we, when we do do hormone replacements, those can actually have very detrimental effects, like even cancer. And of course, that's not something that any of us want. So we just have to be educated and aware of what are the other solutions we have. So when it comes to the in-between, right, you know, the between puberty to menopause, women have all kinds of different problems, starting from PCOS, polycystic ovarian disease, to fibroid uterus or ovarian polyps, excessive bleeding, irregular periods, or there are other conditions that could also lead to that, like thyroid diseases and so on and so forth. So there are so many areas where people actually are forced to take birth control. So this is one of the things that I wanted to convey is that if you can help it, if you can find someone who's knowledgeable in this, please go to a holistic doctor who can help you get rid of the problem that you're having once and for all and you're not keeping on playing this game over and over and over again because it's not a game that you really want to play. Hormones are steroids, which means that you have to be very careful when you're playing with them. You know, they can cause all kinds of problems to you if you're not handling them properly. So that's exactly it I was telling you. 
um, you know, that it has to do with your liver. And so when it has to do with your liver, some of the things that we can actually do to help the liver do proper estrogen metabolism is lower the fat consumption in your diet to less than 15%. And this is really, really helpful for the liver. And in turn, it will help in the estrogen metabolism. So the next thing that you can do is eat plenty of vegetables and fruits as well as complex starches like sweet potatoes, even potatoes, squashes. These are all things that really feed the liver and they make it function better, which means that it's going to do proper estrogen metabolism. So do not take hormones if you can help it. So if you have young girls, teach them that your body is one. It functions as one. We cannot suppress your period. That's actually a big deal. You know, some girls as well as women love the fact that they don't have a period. That's not a good idea. Any suppression, just like this, right? You know, if you don't poop for five days, think about that for a minute. If you don't poop for five days, would you really feel good if you took a medication that just stopped you from pooping? So sometimes though, we don't really realize the effects of suppression of periods immediately. The problem is growing inside and eventually it shows up. And I've seen this time and time again, pretty much all my practice, in all these years in my practice, that whenever we suppress our period, there is a consequence to it. Natural excretions must happen. They should not be suppressed. They are not going away anywhere if we do suppress. So thank you so much for joining me. I absolutely appreciate your time with me here. It is crazy that we think not having a period is normal. Even actually preferable. Believe me, I have seen so many young girls fight with their mother for not putting them on birth control because their skin will look so much better because it's so much easier to take a pill than eat better. I get it. But it is our duty as parents to educate them on these kinds of things. That You know, it's not just your clear skin today. You can get the clear skin by doing all kinds of other things. But if you want to get the shortcut, there is going to be a consequence, a price to pay for it. It just doesn't come free. It just does not. I know you have things to do and places to be. And you chose to listen to me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Dr. Samya Sridharan and it is an absolute honor to be heard by you. I hope you enjoyed and learned something from this episode. Show us some love share with your friends and family and be sure to tune into our next episode in two weeks much love and help until then